Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live with, well, me, Rank Show. Love to hear you. If you would like to call in and talk about the issues that we're talking about today, have a thought, 269 441 Nine five. You can also email me at rank re as an excellent nk at townsquaremedia.com. Governor Whitmer promised to open her office to record request. She hasn't. Believe it or not, that is a Detroit Free Plus Press headline. Whitmer promised to open her office to records request. She hasn't. Quote, end quote, Detroit Free Press. That's That's interesting, huh? Now, here's something that's not only interesting from the perspective of uh, of the news but or, or why. This, what I'm going to tell you next, was on the front page of the Detroit News. When I say front page, I don't mean paper. Do they even have paper anymore? I mean online. The Detroit News, the Detroit Free Press, M Live. I don't know who else, but those three I can guarantee it was. Kid Rock to Tucker Carlson. I am uncancelable. Uncancelable. Why this infatuation with Kid Rock and him saying I'm uncancelable and it takes headlines in the major newspapers or website news sites here in the state of Michigan is beyond me. They're all infatuated that Kid Rock has recorded a segment with Tucker Carlson. I assume we'll see this week or part of it. And he says, I'm uncancelable. Good for him. And part of it is because he doesn't care. Well, he cannot care because he made his money. I get it. Those who are struggling and coming up, maybe they can't do that. But the only reason I'm even bringing it up is because I just found it very interesting that they put it on the front or the top of their websites. Like, okay, that's the news you had to report? That's so uh, important to you? I told you about someone who may, maybe not, may need your help because the left may come after him, Travis Tritt. So check out that piece at WBCKFM.com or one of the stations you're listening to me on. Country star and popular conservative coming to Battle Creek, Michigan is how I titled it. And I say he may need your help. He's coming to Kellogg Arena in Battle Creek on June 17th. And he has made many a liberal angry at him. So angry as I was just telling you last hour that back in September of 2020, they sent out a photoshopped fake news, this is the Democrats, fake news press photo of him in very heavy makeup, then compared him to Boy George, 
which proves to you they could care less about you guys in the LGBTQ community. If they're going to make fun of Boy George, they're going to use Boy George and ridicule Boy George to get at Travis Tritt. He also angered him because he's one of those who was canceling concerts at venues that required the fake mask and then also the vaccine passports. And as I said in my piece, here's a good idea. Let the musicians have their political views and play their music. Everyone should stop attempting to cancel each other out. 269-441-9595. Sorry, I was also trying to find something. Where did I put it? Maybe it'll show up here. I was also telling you, unfortunately, some bad news. Whitmer has vetoed the two, uh, the sales tax, no, the income tax reduction. So the Republicans in the House here in the state of Michigan and the Senate wanted to reduce your state income tax from 4.25 to 3.95. And that's where we were at, or 3.9, maybe it was 3.9. That's when we were at, where we were at back in 2007 when both the left and the right came and said, we're in a money crunch. There's absolutely nowhere to cut in our budget. And then I said, well, what about that little uh, years later? I said, what about that uh, website that said mercury poisoning your dog? You could have cut that. Was that not cuttable? No, nope, nothing's cut. We can't cut anything. We please let us increase your taxes, your income taxes from 3.9 to 4.35. And we promise you, promise you. We will reduce it back to four, three point nine by two thousand and fifteen, and they didn't. And that was that's on Snyder. Snyder and the Republicans and Democrats uh, decided not to. They allowed it to be reduced one year to point by point ten, uh, ten or point one, a tenth of a point to four point two five, and that's it. So here the Republicans comes this year and say we really should stand up for what we said years ago. And reduced it. And Governor Whitmer personally vetoed it because she said it'll blow a hole in our budget. This is a governor for when she took reins, our budget was in the upper 50s. It's now in the mid-70s or wanting to be in the mid-70s. And there's nowhere to cut. It'll blow a hole in the budget. So that's unfortunate, obviously. And then... I was telling you about articles that I've seen popping up now and then about dear me, dear me, what's going to happen? All this welfare that was been been given out over the last two years is ending. Now what's going to happen? These people won't be able to live. And I simply asked a question. If you're a family of five, three kids and a mother and father or two mothers or two fathers, whatever, you got about 15,000 just in stimulus payments. 15 grand. And people were given money for helping them with rent, mortgage, utilities, food. What did you spend that 15 grand on? And then the M Live article I read fell into it. Targeting financial hardships, the burst of aid in Michigan led to a nearly 2% drop in poverty and 19% decrease in homelessness. Well, 2% drop in poverty means that all this money was up and above just to keep people afloat. And now they're all complaining about, well, in, in, the, 
in the society, the economy that we all voted for, it's hard for these people to live now because they're even with increased pay, they're bringing home a lot less due to the inflation that we know, knew or should have known because everybody who was smart was telling them we just refused to listen. We should have known was coming. Then I saw this in the Washington Post. Now, the Washington Post personally got themselves involved in this election and tried to move illegally, in my mind, and tried to move the election to Biden and the Democrats. And now they're writing articles of how bad of an idea that was. Because they're saying this. They point to a woman said things started getting tight again in December. She found herself craving a little, carving a little from the money budgeted for the electricity bill towards buying groceries. She's wondering how she was going to fill her tank to take her high school twins to their track meets and jobs. Well, Chelsea, why don't you wonder that before you voted? Now, I don't know who she voted for, but we were told a lot of people truly voted for 84 million people. 15 million more than they voted for Obama, which is odd, which tells you of the the true uh, rate where the true racism lies and what party an old white guy like Biden gets 15 million more in the Democrat Party than Obama did. Come on. And you're trying to say the racism's in the right. OK. Oh, you mean the right where here in Michigan we ran a young black man as a Senate candidate against Peters? And Stabenow and the Democrats in Michigan said, we don't want the young black man. We want the old white man and white woman. Yeah. And tell me, please, where the racism and bigotry is. Hey, that's right. It's on the left. Easy to find out. So now people are complaining about not being able to afford gas, which we told them was coming. Not be able to afford food, which we told them was coming if they were to pass that uh, more stimulus money. The tighter times began when the child credit expired, she said. Well, there was no child credit there before. Where were the stories back then? Oh, here it is. She was a mother of three. She was getting 800 a month or is getting 800 a month in food stamps. But for three kids and a mom, a mother, 800 a month for food only lasts three weeks. I don't think I've ever, and I have three kids and a wife, ever spent 800 a month for food. Have you guys? Now, if I would have bought steak every day and lobster and, you know, whatever else, maybe you can get up there. Washington Post writes, even as coronavirus rates continue to drop and the American labor market nears full recovery from the pandemic, food banks are seeing another surge in need. I saw a video over the weekend of people in a food line wrapped around the block in New York City. I don't think I've ever seen that. But again, it's brought upon us by this party in power, in the Senate, in the House, and in the presidency. 
and their policies. When's the last time you see a food line wrapped around a corner? Food banks or officials are reporting growing lines at their distribution centers nationwide. Rates of reported hunger have been increasing since early August. When 7.8% of those polled said that sometimes or often they did not have enough to eat. In late January and early February, after child tax credit payments ended, 35% of adults living in households with children said they struggled to cover usual costs. Well, what were you doing before? Before these tax credits, child tax credits were being handed out. That only happened in the last year or so. And wait till they do their taxes. Because it's my understanding you're going to be taxed on that. So all these people are all whining and moaning for getting what they voted for. At least that's my opinion. What's yours? 269-441-9595. And apparently the left is pretty afraid. Hollywood reporter, demand for safe rooms skyrockets in Los Angeles. Amid crime concerns, wealthy homeowners seek to install panic rooms with some in steel-encased versions running up to $1 million to build while one Malibu project included a secret tunnel out to the beach. But those millionaires pushed the person who brought this on them. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. You listen live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. I hope people are at least thinking that. Maybe not saying it, but thinking it. Good morning, everybody. What does it look like inside Michigan's biggest marijuana grower? Put a piece out there. You guys can check that out. It's actually quite interesting. I, I, I more was was amazed at the size of these grow sites now. And the amount of money involved. So I saw a YouTube video put out by MLive. They did a good job on that one. And it's it's embedded in the piece I wrote. Again, what does it look like inside Michigan's biggest marijuana grower? Or what does it look like today? And what will it look like? And that got me because I just don't want to throw that out there for you guys. I started looking into the information on weed. And as you expected, it is a humongous industry here in the state of Michigan. How big? Well, according to the latest numbers, Michigan's total marijuana sales for 2021 was approximately one billion eight hundred million. One billion eight hundred million. And here's something that surprised no one. The category, there was only one category of marijuana sales that declined last year. What do you guys think that was? I'm going to leave that as a side note. See if one of you will want to email me or call in at 269-441-9595. Let's have a little fun here. Or email me at rank, R-E-N-K, at townsquaremedia.com. There was only one category of marijuana sales that declined last year and declined by a lot, 20%. What do you think that was? So call or email. So this company 
is located, it's called uh, 305 Farms, in Lawrence, Michigan. That's 30 miles west of Kalamazoo. And when it's fully completed, it'll be the largest grow site in the state. The company says that at full capacity, they will have 350,000 square feet of growing and processing space. How many marijuana plants at any one time can they grow? You've got to check out that number at WBCKFM.com. And as I said, I embedded the architect pictures. It's in a video of what it's going to look like and what it looks like today. And then I put this in, in my research, not just about the taxes, Oh, in fact, you know what? I had how much money was in tax. How did that disappear? Hmm, I'm going to have to update this piece after the show today. If I remember correctly, there was 200 and something million dollars in taxes. Don't know what happened to my, uh, to it. I'll have to check it out at break. Maybe I can find it. But 200 and something million dollars. In taxes. So so remember, Whitmer says she can't give us a tax break because it'll blow a hole in the budget. Yet they're getting an extra 200 and something million dollars in extra pay or revenue from taxes from that. Now, I thought this was interesting too. Did you ever think you would find a Michigan government website titled Marijuana in Michigan, What You Need to Know? Where you'll learn such things as many things contribute to how marijuana makes a person feel and can, in, and can include individual body chemistry, amount consumed, method of consumption, set and setting. You will also learn what a strain is. And they have information on the following. Information for parents, for teens, medical marijuana, expectant mothers, marijuana, and the law. So that was a fun piece to find out that $1.8 billion approximately in sales last year, 2021, all marijuana sales, 200 and something million dollars that they had not received just two years ago and now have in their budget to spend. And Whitmer just said Friday that there's nowhere to cut or find the money to give you guys the tax break that her previous Democrat Governor Granholm and her party and the Republicans party promised they would give us. All three of them failed us until this year when the Republicans in the House and the Senate passed this bill. I have a link to that website also, the Michigan website. So I thought that was fun and interesting uh, to boot. 269-441-9595. You're listening live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. And again, any of you, what do you think? The one category, which surprised no one, there's only one category when it comes to medical, uh, to marijuana that reduced or that declined last year. What was it? We'll be right back after this. 
Years of Live with Rank. Thank you very, very much. Well, some of you are getting it, some are not. I asked the question in in looking up my piece on what will become the largest growth site for marijuana in the state of Michigan. And in fact, I don't know why I had done research on taxes and how much Michigan took in. And all of a sudden it's not in my piece. I must have screwed something up and I will update that after the show today. But in doing so, I just didn't want you to see what the biggest site will look like and how many plants they'll be able to grow at one time. So I looked into what was concerned, more concerned to me is how much is this become a business in Michigan? Well, last year, $1.8 billion. That's $1,800 million in sales approximately. And if I remember correctly, $225 million in taxes that they never had before just popped up and is now flowing into the state. Now, the state treasurer. Now, that money, there was some money. I think last year was the second year, if I remember correctly. But that first year wasn't as big, obviously, as the second year, the full year, if I remember correctly. To remember that, out of nowhere, Whitmer gets 200 and something more million into the treasury and says there's nowhere to cut to give anybody a tax cut. It'll blow a hole as she vetoed the three point, uh, well, the reduction of 4.25 to 3.9 or 3.95 here in the state of Michigan, your income tax. Remember that when all of you are paying your income tax this year. Remember that when all of you who got all the child credit and everything that it's my understanding that you're going to be taxed on that. Remember that. And will you be voting for more of that come this fall? So it was very, very interesting uh, piece. Uh, I had fun with it. Oh, that's what I was asking. So I asked you guys, there was only one category of sales that declined for marijuana last year. Now, one of you wrote illegal marijuana. Well, we don't really know how big that one is. Uh, so no, it wasn't illegal. But Robert got it right. Medical marijuana. But I think Robert may have got Did you get it right because I slipped and said medical when I was trying to just say marijuana, medical marijuana dropped by 20%. So when all, I'm surprised it didn't drop by 70%. And maybe that's because it's being people, I, I, I don't know. Because we all knew that medical marijuana sales would drop. And quite honestly, again, I thought it would be much more than 20% because people were faking that they were sick or had an illness or something so they could smoke weed. So that was the one fun fact that I also learned in that. 269-441-9595. Many of you know that there are a lot of Democrats that are afraid to run this fall. The last I heard there was 30. I don't know if more happened over the weekend. I didn't see reporting of them. So there's somewhere around 30, definitely 30. I don't know if more Democrats that are not going to run for state, excuse me, for Congress in the House. And many were saying uh, that the left, obviously, the Democrat Party is trying to protect their image. And they were given other excuses. Well, thank you. I want to give 
a sincere thanks to Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy, who's a Democrat from Florida. She was interviewed by Politico, and they published that piece last Friday. And she said the reason, and we know that's probably for 98% of these who are not running, the reason she's not running is because her party, the Democratic Party's radical turn on issues ranging from immigration to infrastructure to capitalism. She said that Democratic lawmakers are unable to stand up to the left-wing groups. That's a shot right at Nancy Pelosi. She accused her party's leadership of pandering to uh, factions who are soft on crime and want to dismantle capitalism and pursue open borders. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Stephanie Murphy, for being upfront and honest. Every day, us conservatives and Republicans are attacked by the left and saying that they're not for open parties, open borders, that they're not for... Um, what was the words she used? Uh, against capitalism. That they're not soft on crime. Yet here is a current congresswoman, Stephanie Murphy, Democrat from Florida, saying that's exactly what's happening. She accused her party's leadership of pandering to factions who are soft on crime and want to dismantle capitalism and pursue open borders. Joe Biden is soft on crime or certainly wants to defund police. Oh, well, excuse me. Uh, what does it say? Redirect money. So no, Joe doesn't want to defund police budgets. He wants to redirect money. Is there a difference? I don't know. You tell me. Here, here you're saying it. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. There you go. And they are saying taking money out of police budgets and putting it somewhere else... When you call it defunding is defunding. But when you call taking money out of police budgets and moving it somewhere else and you call it redirecting, that is not calling for the defunding of police. And again, they're speaking to their base and that's how smart their base is. They'll believe it possibly. And it's not just on the left that happens. I just told you last Friday about that woman, again, a congresswoman, a Republican, Salazar from Miami, Florida, who said giving tens of millions of people the ability to just wipe away all their sins, their original sin, to wipe away their original sin of breaking into this country illegally, coming into this country illegally. Don't you dare call that amnesty. It is not. It is giving them dignity. It's on both sides. They're both are fools in these in, that we elect. Do you guys think that if you wipe away the original sin of all illegal aliens breaking into this country, if you wipe that away, 
That's not giving them and then allowing them to stay here for the rest of their lives, whether you agree with it or not. That that's amnesty, because according to Republican Congressman Maria Salazar down in Miami, Florida. No, don't you dare say that it is not. It is giving them dignity. And that's why it's called the dignity plan. Dignity plan. Same thing as Joe and the left trying to say he's not for it. And we see what's happening with crime around the country. It's just getting worse and worse. And they're trying to claim that the party is not for defunding the police. Here's Cori Bush, Congresswoman, Democrat. St. Louis and I thank you, Chairwoman Jackson Lee, for convening this important hearing. What too many of my colleagues do not want us to talk about, um, what, what they don't want us talking about is that as they trip over each other, rushing to spew lies and right-wing talking points about police funding, they are saying nothing about the rise of violence by the police. Even after millions of people marched in our streets demanding an end to police brutality, there were only 15, one five, 15 days in 2021 in which police officers didn't kill someone. Last year broke the record for police killings in this country. 1,055 deaths by law enforcement, and that is likely an undercount. In Missouri, Black people are almost five times more likely to be killed by police compared to white people. And year after year, despite increases in police budgets, St. Louis has led the country in police killings per capita. Police violence is so pervasive, many black and marginalized people avoid calling the police when they are undergoing some of the most difficult emergencies. I came to Congress to save lives. I will not back down from that, no matter what some of my colleagues on this committee say. The black community is saying she's lying. Avoiding calling the police. No one avoids calling the police. They want more police. And you notice how she says, and I don't know if it's true or not. There, there was only 15 days last year that someone didn't, the cops didn't kill someone. How many of those people deserved it? How many of them were shooting at the police or trying to kill someone else, Corey? The woman who goes and spends $200,000 of other people's money for protection of the police but wants to defund it. How many? And again, as we're talking about defending the police, and this is coming from Republic, excuse me, Representative Stephanie, Mur- Stephanie Murphy, Democrat from Florida. She's the one saying her party is for defunding the police or soft on crime, dismantling capitalism and open borders. And that's why she's quitting. That's why she's not running again, because her party leadership, i.e. Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them will not fight back against these people. Here's a representative, Andy Biggs, starting a committee hearing off last week. He's a Republican. Playing a little clip of all the leftist elected politicians and media types that called for defunding the police. Yet they're telling you they never did. Prominent progressives on Capitol Hill are echoing the chants heard from protesters on streets in major cities around the country. Congresswoman Elon Omar, whose district includes Minneapolis, has called the police there rotten to the root, saying the department shouldn't just be defunded, it should be dismantled. We mean ending this department as it currently exists. I am for defunding the police. Some city officials calling for police departments across the U.S. to be defunded. Proceeded to leave tweeting, 
No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. What we've seen in Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million, invest it in health initiatives, training initiatives for youth. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Painted in huge block letters on city streets from Washington to Wisconsin. Some who support the idea want to strip all police funding and dissolve entire departments. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. We don't want no more police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Yes, I support the defund movement. Defunding police means defunding police. If these reports are accurate, then these proposed cuts to the NYPD budget are a disingenuous illusion. This is not a victory. The freshman Democrat adding the fight to defund policing will continue. Today in New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced a plan to defund the NYPD. The move joins with Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, who recently agreed to slash up to. There you go. There you go. It went on and on and every one of them were a Democrat politicians, most of them were, or the media reporting on them or the pundits themselves stating that. And then here, mayor of Oakland, California said, you know what? Our push to defund the city ah, probably wasn't a good idea. Quote, it went too far, end quote. Libby Schaff, remember her? described such rhetoric as unproductive. Quote, I think it was a correction to the defund conversation, which I personally think went too far and got convoluted, end quote. Because she cut the budget. She defunded the police. Oakland experienced its deadliest year of homicides in more than a decade because she defunded the police. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. Quote, when we listen to the communities that have been most impacted, and when you look at gun violence, the communities that are paying the highest price are the communities that are paying the highest price in all areas, whether it's income inequality, food insecurity, or housing insecurity. And so we are hearing loud and clear that justice is something that they want, end quote. That's, again, the mayor of Oakland, California, who defunded the police, which then meant that crime skyrocketed in her state or in her city, not just murders, but taking advantage of all these other people. And now they say, well, oh God, I guess no one really asked those people if they want us to defund the police. I'll come back after this. There are other reasons why. And I think it's very important that we hear this. And I'm hoping anybody who's on the left or center or center left hear what Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy, a Democrat from Florida, is saying. She's just saying what we've been saying for years now because we do love the American people and America. You listen to Live with Rank, and that's what a lot of us have been asking. We've been speculating, and our speculation is spot on like usual because it comes from years, or at least mine, years of doing this now and truly understanding the mind be behind many politicians out there. I, unlike many of you, get the opportunity to speak to politicians, get to know them off air, off record. I've never, ever, ever mentioned one word of off record information. 
and get to understand their thinking and and then see it and actually see it and being able to put these things together. So that's why we were able to predict most of these people who are deciding not to run huge numbers, 30 numbers. That's what they say, putting it in context. It, it may be not the largest ever, but there's a lot that are decided not to run in the Republican, uh, excuse me, the Democrat party this fall. Remember when that happened last time in the Republicans? Not Nothing close to this number, and the, the media freaked out about it. But thank you. And we really sincerely owe a debt of gratitude to Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy, a Democrat from Florida. She was interviewed and published by Politico last week. She accused her party's leadership, Nancy and the rest, to pandering to factions who are soft on crime and want to, quote, dismantle capitalism, end quote, and pursue open borders. She said during her six years in Congress, which tells you six years in Congress and she's bowing out. So it's not for any other reason. And she's not, she looks like a fairly young woman. During her six years in Congress, she said, quote, immigrant groups, end quote, have often maligned her. A Vietnamese refugee. She's a Vietnamese refugee. And immigrant groups called her anti-immigrant because she wants Immigration reform. Quote, I believe in immigration and comprehensive immigration reform and the ability for people to immigrate to the United States in a legal way. But I also believe in law and order and ensuring that we hold people who commit crimes accountable. I'm a refugee. I'm an immigrant. I'm not anti-immigrant, end quote. They will eat their own, just like I showed you earlier, told you, and I put it in my piece. They made fun of Boy George, a founding member of the LGBTQ community way back in the 80s coming out in the way he was. They made fun of him to get at Travis Tritt. Check out the piece I wrote about it. Murphy blames her party's leader for the shift, saying they have cowed interest groups into their game of political brinkmanship. During last year's infrastructure discussion, she said Democratic leadership drove the political action of labor unions more than the union members did. Quote, the infrastructure bill was one of the most historic job-creating bills for labor. And instead of being focused on the bill that would create jobs today for their members, they were focused on carrying out the Democratic leadership's approach to the two bills, end quote. That's the unions. And then this. She said that shift had caused some groups to even give up reading the bills, choosing and said to advocate for whatever Democratic leadership told them to. Quote, we had environmental groups that were calling us before the legislation text for the Build Back Better Act had been out, calling us saying, if you don't support that, we're going to delist you. We won't support you. We won't endorse you, end quote. There was nothing written on the bill. And these groups were telling her that. She went on to say, and when you ask them back, well, what's in the Build Back Better Act that you are so supportive of, they couldn't define it specifically because no one had ever seen the text, end quote. She announced she will not seek re-election. Quote, I can't tell you the number of times I said you can't keep promising rainbows and unicorns when your political reality is such a narrow margin in the House and a dead-even Senate. There's more.
just a little bit more. And we'll move on to other topics coming up right after this. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show. And we'll be right back after this top of the hour break. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 